0: Hello, and welcome to the Jesus and a Cup of Joe podcast, the show that brings you a conversation about Jesus, the Bible, and life. Here is your host, Royce Bottoms. Hey, I want to welcome all of you to Jesus and a Cup of Joe. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to spend it with me. I hope and pray you're having a fantastic day. You got your great Cup of Joe and you're ready to go. If we look at Mark 12, 30 and 31 today, it reads, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all of your mind, and with all of your strength. The second is this love your neighbor as yourself. There's no other commandment greater than these. You know, loving your neighbor as yourself is found eight times in the Bible. Eight times. Must be very important, huh? Must be so important. That's why God repeated it several times. And not only did He repeat it, He made it a command. And then on top of that, Jesus coupled that command. With loving God with all of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your strength. It is a command. It is something we should be doing today as Christians. But I will tell you, it's very difficult, is it not? It's very difficult to love your neighbor. It's very difficult to to show compassion and love to someone in this day and time. Because of everything that's going on. We're stressed beyond the max, if you think about it. We are so overwhelmed with everything that's going on we're overwhelmed because of the economy we're overwhelmed because of social unrest and climates and political unclimates and everything i've mentioned in the past episodes it's because it still is in and around us and it's causing us to lose control more and more every day and that's why i want to keep bringing this up that's why i want to keep bringing this up in these episodes The simple fact is I want to make you guys aware, no matter what you're going through in life, God is with you, okay? But loving your neighbor as yourself is not always easy, right? God knew that we would struggle with this. He knew this, but he gave us the heart. He gave us the loving heart to go out there and show compassion to one another. But if we are to begin to love our neighbor as ourselves, we need to know two things. We need to know that what love is and that we are love. The Bible tells us this is love, not that, uh, not that we love God, but he loved us so much he sent a son. We got to know that loving our neighbor, no matter what's going on in life, is very important. I can sit here and point out that the national uh, average price of gas right now is $5, which is very unheard of and very uh, not something we're used to, I should say. I can tell you that milk prices are up nearly $5. I can tell you 240% increase in meat. Um, I can tell you the average family is now spending well over $6,000 additional a year. And I can tell you all of these statistics and these stats, not that I'm getting them from a Fox News or a CNN or local news. This is what I'm looking at through AAA, through the USDA, through all of the research that I do. Because you know what? This has nothing to do with political stuff anymore. This has to do with the people that we have truly in office is not doing the best job that they can for our country and the people are suffering. We need to learn to love our neighbors as ourselves. We need to know that we should show compassion. You know, right now, there is millions of people in this world right now that is hungry, that are starving, that don't know how they're going to make ends meet. Couple that on top of people in middle class who had good jobs, who was making good money, is now trying to figure out, should I pay my mortgage or should I buy something to eat? Do I need to not go and pay the light bill so I can have gas to go to work? That's where we're at today. So what do we do about this? How can we do this? I mean, we have to understand loving our neighbor means loving ourselves also. It's easy to sit back behind a microphone and tell you this. But I'm telling you, I'm going through the same struggles. I'm going through the same things that a lot of you that are listening to me are going through. I have a nice job. I make good money on what I do. But because of the economy, and because of the economic hard times, I'm going to picking up a second job somewhere. And it's something that I thought I would never do, but you know what, I'm having to do it. But I thank God for it, okay? So understand what I'm about to say. I'm not complaining that I'm getting a second job. I'm frustrated that I have to get a second job. I'm frustrated because we should not be in this type of uh, economic environment to where people would have to go out and get two and three jobs at a time. I mean, I look at our teachers, for example. Our teachers are sitting there trying to teach the young people of this country, the future leaders of this country, but they're under a tremendous strain. And the the, the kind of compensation that they're receiving for all the aggravation they go through, it doesn't even equal. It doesn't add up. So you take that on top of uh, public safety. You take that into a uh, private sector jobs. People are struggling. But unfortunately, too, now, I'm not going to sit there and, and give everyone an out and say, oh, poor pitiful them. Because there's additional problems, too. It's because this government has made people relying on free handouts that causes them not to want to go back to work. There's people that I listen to every day through my daily walk in life where they say, Hey, I make more money sitting at home collecting government assistance than I can getting out here and get a job. That's sad. Because that's doing nothing for us except creating more laziness and more dependency on this government, which is going to in turn cause us to be more dependent and we'll never be able to break this vicious cycle. So what does all of that have to do with loving your neighbor as yourself? The simple fact is, is this, if you don't love your neighbor, if you can't go out there and help your neighbor and you can't look in the mirror and love yourself, then we have to start right there. We have to figure out how we need to overcome this barrier. First and foremost is having a relationship with God. We need to have that relationship with God. But in this day and time, nobody has time for God. Nobody has time for God. Nobody has time for church. Now, we all go to church on Sunday. If you do go to church, you go to church on Sunday just to check the box. And then Monday through Saturday, you're out doing your own thing. But... This is where I also want to challenge you, okay? I'm going to do a quick spin on this. This is where I want to challenge you. If you're going to sit there and say that you're a Christian, live like a Christian. If you're going to sit there and say that you follow Jesus, then follow Jesus 100%. Quit being on the fence. Quit being on the fence. Quit trying to be half in and half out. You can't, all right? You can't sit there and say, well, I kind of like my neighbor, Or, I kind of like this person, but they really should do this. No, no, no. It ain't up for us to judge. It's up to us to do what God wants us to do, and that is to go out there and love one another, and to show compassion, and to get out there and help each other, because that's what we're here for. All right? There are food banks that are running out of food, ladies and gentlemen. There are food banks that cannot keep up with the need. There's clothing banks that cannot keep up with the needs that's going on in the local community. I'm not talking about in a, in a state or a national or, or around the world. I'm talking about right here locally. There are food banks that are running out. There's people who are starving. Because they can't make ends meet. And it ain't because they're sitting at home trying to collect a check. It's because this economy, this situation that we're in, we're we're spending more than what we're bringing home. And it's causing our families to suffer. And our families should never suffer. They shouldn't. So one of the things I do want to challenge you with is get out here and support your local food banks. Get out here and support the 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 missions that are happening locally in your area because these are people trying to take care of people this ain't this is not about taking care of um the people that are crossing the border because you know oh all we're doing is giving them a handout no this this has nothing to do with this this is about the Sallys or the Bobs or the Jerry's or the the uh, Tommys and the uh, the Sarahs that we know that is suffering. They're putting on a good front when they're when they're out in front of us, but behind the scenes they're suffering. How are they going to make ends meet? What are they going to do? Their, their children's hungry. The bills are mounting up. You know, maybe work's not as steady as they want it to be. They're not living beyond their means. They are just trying to live. So these are the ones, if we are fortunate, if God has blessed us to be able to go out and help one another, that's what we should do. That's what we should do. All right. So this is the challenge that I'm doing through Jesus and a cup of Joe. And you're hearing it today, June 18th, 2022 at 1122 a.m. When I'm laying the tracks down on this podcast for this episode, I'm telling you this. I am going to do everything in my power through Jesus and a cup of Joe to help bring awareness to these food banks and to help get donations brought in. Because I'm tired of seeing people hungry. Because, see, there's a lot of things that, that you, the listeners, don't know about me. And so I'll I'll tell you a little bit because some of it is is very personal. But you know what? I have been hungry. I have been without a place to stay. I've lived in, to, in a tent uh, near a lake. I've only ate potty meat sandwiches. I didn't have a whole lot to, to eat. And when I got up out of my tent and I went to school, I used to take a quick sponge bath in the in the boys' bathroom so I could go to school because we were in a bad situation and there was no money. But my mom made sure I was never hungry. It was potty meat sandwiches. It may not be the best tasting stuff in the world, but it was all we could afford at the time to keep going, okay? And I'm not telling you this so you can sit there and say, oh, poor pitiful Royce for what he went through. No, no, no. Everything that I've gone through in my life that I share with you on this podcast is for one reason only, and that's because God himself got me through it. God has a purpose and a plan for each and every one of us, and he has allowed me to have the gift of gab to get behind this microphone and to be a talk about my experiences and share them with you guys. Yes, I have been poor. I have been broke. I have been dirty. I have been without things in my life. But you know what? never stopped me. I kept getting up and I kept moving forward. And that's what you should do today. If you're you're listening and you're sitting there and you're struggling, don't let pride, first and foremost, stop you from asking for help. Because you deserve the help. And if you need the help and your family needs the help, by all means, get out there and do it. Ask somebody. Okay? But as I was saying earlier about this, this awareness, what I want to do is this, okay? If you guys are listening, I don't know what, what state or country, wherever you're listening at, go and find out where your local food banks, go and find out and do me a favor. Whatever you can afford, okay? Whatever you may be able to afford, go out and buy some canned goods. Take it to the food bank, all right? Donate it to the food bank. Take care of of the ones that are hungry. That is that is needing this. Because those food banks. Most of them are run by churches. And that is a mission that we all should be a part of. Because we should never allow anybody in this country to go hungry. It does not make sense to me. Because at one time we were the greatest nation in the world. And we were the proudest people in the world. But unfortunately we have elected bad officials. And bad people to get in here and who has done nothing but caused harm and chaos to this country. But we're going to have a chance to hopefully turn this around. But I will tell you before we can turn this country around before we can fix what they have done. Uh, economically to this country and and fix all of the gas prices and all of this high-rising stuff, we first and foremost, and make sure you pay attention to this, we first and foremost need to get on our knees and start praying to God and inviting God back into this country. We need to start inviting God back into this country. We need to quit listening to all of the garbage and all the noise of this world that's going on. And we need to go back to the basics. And the basics is get God back where he belongs in this country in our lives in your family's life. Invite Jesus into your home. Watch how your home can change, ladies and gentlemen, if you only invite Jesus in. If you bring Jesus back into your life, you make him center of your family's life, you will start finding that things start looking up. It may not happen overnight. It may not be a 180 degree turn automatically, but things start looking up because we're putting our trust in our Lord and Savior getting back to loving our neighbor the Bible tells us that it's God who works in us through the will and to do his good pleasures I'm gonna repeat that again it's God who works in us both to will and to do his good purpose Philippians two thirteen, loving our neighbor Is very pleasing to God. Grace helps us do this. Grace helps teach us how to properly love and respect one another and for a neighbor. Freely receiving the, the grace of God empowers us to give it freely. So, how many of us truly have grace to give? Not a whole lot of people, not in this day and time, right? But we should. Loving your neighbor means acting with compassion. When Jesus was asked, who is my neighbor? He responded with a story. The Good Samaritan. Even to those who did not know the love of God, they stall the value of that story. What is the bottom line of that story? Who did Jesus say his neighbor was? It was the one that had compassion. Compassion is not simply a warm, fuzzy feeling in our hearts. Compassion does something. Our heart is moved by compassion, and it cannot sit idly by while someone is suffering in need. Loving our neighbor as ourselves is moved to help to fully extend that offering and that love. So having compassion, having grace, being able to show that, being able to give that compassion, it's what a lot of people struggle with today. I struggle with that. I struggle with that on a daily basis because of everything that's going on, because we all have been there. Have we not? We've all been there. We've all been done by somebody wrong. We've all got our little quirks about us. We all got our little whatever about us and we want to hold the line and we don't want to move. All right. We don't care who's suffering. We're not going to move. We're not going to to show that compassion because such and such did this to me, and now they can suffer. That's not the way it is. Because think about it this way, okay? Let me, let me change this up a little bit to where I could put it in a better perspective. If we have that mindset of saying, look, my neighbor is suffering, but I'm not going to help them because of what they did to me last week or last year, then it could have been the same token of Jesus saying, I'm not going to the cross for you because it ain't worth my time right so how would we have felt where would we be at today if jesus refused to go to the cross because he never had to he chose to he didn't need to because he could have left us all in sin he could have said nope i ain't doing this But he had compassion, he had love, he had grace, he had mercy, and he did it for every one of us. You and I and everyone that's listening to this episode today, he did it for you. Even 2,000 plus years ago back then, he was still doing it for you and I. And so if Jesus has that much love and compassion to be put on a cross to die for us, then why can we not love one another and love our neighbors? I don't understand it. I don't understand it. We need to be able to serve one another. All right. Serve one another. Be there for one another. Do this. Be able to speak kindly with our neighbors. Make allowance for people when they make mistakes. Be there to lift people up. Be there to to share with their joys and their sorrows. Because I'm telling you, we're all going through something. We're going through something very traumatic in the world today, and we have to depend on one another because when the chips go down and they're going to go down, we're only going to be able to depend on one another. All right. So I'm going to take it a little step further. Right. Right now in my house, I have a garden going and my wife is raising chickens. Okay, why are we doing that? Because we know with the economy the way that it is and the food prices, this helps hopefully offset some of this because of some of the vegetables and, and to be able to get the eggs once the chickens start laying. That's going to help offset the cost to be able to feed the family. Okay? And we are doing this because we're going back to, to the old basics. The old basics of taking care of your homestead, in a sense. Yeah, I live in a subdivision, but we're going back to the basics of taking care of the old homestead. The sad part is, all right, now, now don't, don't miss this. The sad part is there's a lot of people out there today that do not know how to raise a garden, that do not know how to raise livestock, that do not know how to do anything except order their food online and have it shipped to their door. Or go out to a restaurant and put down a piece of plastic and buy it. They have no concept, no clue, no nothing. If the world was going upside down today, can people go and pick up their deer rifle and go deer hunting for meat? Could they go fishing for meat and food for their homes? I very seriously doubt it because a lot of people have never stepped foot out of the concrete jungles of the city. And everything is driven by technology. And I'm not trying to get on a technology uh, bashing. I'm simply saying the, the generations that we have today cannot fend for themselves. The generations that I'm, I've grew up in, being almost 50 years old, and then my parents and their grandparents, they grew up and they instilled those values into me. Just like with my wife, she has been taught the certain value of farming and how to take one meal and turn it into another meal you know, and how to take maybe this meat and split it into two or three different types of meals and make them and put them up. It makes sense. You know why it makes sense? It allows us to have additional meals and it's stretching everything. Uh, One of the things she always says is, is we have to learn to eat uh, rice and beans and beans and rice. And you're absolutely right, because, you know, little staples like that is very inexpensive. So, Why am I sharing with all this today? Why am I going through all of this? Why have I spent the last 20 minutes rambling on about the economy and loving each other? Simple fact is, the times that we're in right now, I believe, are going to get worse before they get better. We need to learn. We need to depend on one another. We need to have a close-knit community, be able to lean on one another, and help each other out through the good times and through the hard times. But first and foremost... First and foremost is always give the praise, the glory to God himself. I don't care if you're going through good times or the bad times. You need to be able to praise God where you're at in your life. Because let me tell you something. It may be very dark where you're at. It may be very cold. It may be a place where you are hungry and you are without. But the one thing you are not without, you're not without the love of God. All right. Whether you believe in him or not, whether you have received his son or not, God still loves you. He's just waiting for you to open up your heart and and invite him in. That's what it's about. Okay. so I get ready to wrap up. I've been on for about 22 minutes. Once again, I want to challenge all of you. Food banks, get out there, support your local food banks. All right. Donate. Get out here and help one another. If someone's in your community, in your subdivision, or somewhere near you that is doing without, take the extra time and go out there and help one another, because that's what it's about. It's about loving one another and helping one another and being there in the best times and the worst of times. Okay, so as always, you can follow me through social media. You can go to the website JesusInACupOfJoe.com, subscribe, follow, and share. Um, I'm going to try to do some live streaming. I hope after this. Um, I got a few things I got to handle, but I'm gonna go ahead and tell you: uh, if you have to work out here in this weather, please be careful. These these this humidity and these double digits, triple digits, it ain't no joke. Okay, it's getting hot out there. All right, but once again, thank y'all so much for for listening, and uh, go out there and love one another. All right, but remember, you always start your day with Jesus and a cup of Joe. God bless.